You're listening to a special edition of On the Record, online with Eric Schwartzman, the official podcast of the Public Relations Society of America International Conference, October 16th through 19th, 2010, in D.C., featuring conference keynote speakers, panelists, and newsmakers. To join PRSA or register for the conference, visit prsa.org. Cheryl Proctor Rogers is Vice President, Office of Public Relations and Communications at DePaul University, the largest Catholic university in the United States. In 2006, she was National President and Chief Executive Officer of the Public Relations Society of America. For nine years, she served as a member of the Corporate Affairs Team at HBO, where she was responsible for the development and implementation of public relations and integrated marketing communication strategies. Before that, she was at Nielsen North America as Director of Public Relations and Advertising. She ran her own agency in Los Angeles, where she repped the Eastman Kodak Company, the Jewish Federation Council of Greater Los Angeles, and Anheuser-Busch, among others. She is also a wife and a mother to five children. She will be presenting a case study at the Public Relations Society of America's International Conference in Washington, D.C., August 16th through 19th, 2010. Her presentation will be on Tuesday, October 19th at 8 a.m., and it is titled, A Winning Approach to Advocacy Campaigns. She will present a campaign her team conducted to persuade lawmakers to restore funding for the Monetary Award Program, which provides grants to one-quarter of DePaul University's low-income undergraduate students. I am pleased to have her with me. Cheryl, thanks for doing this. It is my pleasure. I know uh, leadership is a subject you talk quite a bit about, and I wonder if you have any thoughts on how social media is changing the way leaders lead. Oh, absolutely. It really requires us to be uh, really adept at uh, creating relevant topics quickly, identifying trends. It requires us to really communicate in very short bites of information, if you will, as opposed to having the opportunity to dialogue, you know, on and on and on. We must articulate our ideas, consider our audience, and communicate messages in a very, in very short order. Very well said. Um, now, I, in addition to you know, your success as a business leader, uh, you know, you're also a wife and a mother to five children. What is the secret of, of you know, a successful business career and uh, a healthy home life? Well, I think it's really important to have work-life balance. And many times I'm asked, gosh, Cheryl, how did you do all of these things and accomplish all of this? And I would like to say that there's some magic wand that I keep in my desk, but the reality is, is I'm a very organized individual. And I think that sometimes people underestimate the value of having strong organizational skills. But most of the uh, guidance that I, I use to create work-life balance really it comes from some of the basic tenets of the public relations profession. And that is 
doing my research, really thinking through and having a plan, executing on that plan, and then evaluating what it is I did wrong this time so I don't repeat it again. And I find that having uh, the research uh, component is quite important and you say, sure, what does that have to do with work-life balance? Well, knowing where your resources are to be able to get things done quickly for a mother, being very clear on where you might be able to get your hair done within an hour <laughs> and knowing having uh, knowing what resources are available to you for daycare in case you have to be at work later planning your life in such a way planning for mishaps and not being caught up in a chaotic lifestyle where things are allowed to happen to you. So having work-life balance involves being very organized and thinking things through. Cheryl, how important is the evaluation piece? Because often we're asked to do so much and we don't have enough time to get everything done. So, you know, that's usually the one area that gets the short end of the stick. We figure, you know what, we're done on with the next priority and we don't take the time to evaluate the effectiveness of you know, our behavior or our efforts. Uh, you know, if, if you had to say there was one piece of the puzzle that you could abbreviate, what would it be? You mean from those four tenets? Yes. Oh, my. I, I don't know that you would really be able to, to sacrifice any um, because without that planning and, and the research, um, you know, I mean, I, I would imagine that your execution could be mediocre, um, but you cannot uh, discount the value of, of evaluating how it is you were able to accomplish or not accomplish some of the things that you wanted to do. And to have that uh, compass uh, that, that, that really guides you in, in the direction that you want to go and, and to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. So that's a very difficult question to answer, Eric. When I think of work-life balance, I think of the ability to be able to uh, schedule time for me. I actually put it on my calendar. Each At the beginning of each month, I have a, a reoccurring appointment with myself to look over some of the things I want to accomplish both professionally and personally and in my, in my career. And I make sure that I reflect on those at least once a month. Uh, you must be incredibly disciplined. I think it is a gift. I do. And many times when and people say to me, well, Please tell me what the, the magic is. How are you able to do it? I do share with them that there are so many different uh, methods for being organized and for staying dedicated. Um, it, it's, it's, like, it's like a diet. You know, there are a lot of good systems out there. Uh, they all work. It's just whether or not you're going to uh, be dedicated and stick to it and find one that works for you. I can actually remember when I was a kid, 
my mom helping me organize my toys and how at the time it seemed like you know a frivolous activity but today it actually does help me i mean i am more organized because i was taught that as a kid do you is that something you've worked to instill in your kid your kids as a mom Absolutely. And I think that um, when I reflect on my childhood, Eric, I think about how I fought against playing chess and other strategy games. But now I realize that um, playing those games really taught me how to uh, think beyond the move you know, right in front of me, but to think about the second or third or fourth move and what I have to do today to get to where I want to be um, in, in the next week or the next month or the next year or so. Professional career development advice from Cheryl Proctor Rogers after this. This January 2011, Paul Gillen and Eric Schwartzman bring you the first book devoted exclusively to B2B social media communications. Packed with business-to-business case studies and applied knowledge, Social Marketing to the Business Customer is the most comprehensive collection of B2B social media marketing guidance ever assembled. B2B markets are driven by value and relationships. That's very different from B2C markets. This book's a hands-on guide. It walks business people step-by-step through the process of using social media to find and engage business customers to ultimately drive more revenue. Social Marketing to the Business Customer is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and Borders. Or buy it at our show blog at ontherecordpodcast.com. Also available for iPad and Kindle. What advice do you have uh, to other marketing and PR professionals who would like to follow in your footsteps, who would like to be able to have you know, a, a wide, varied career in leadership in different types of organizations? Uh, you know, what is, what's the key to success? Well, I like to say it's the four C's, and it's not for Cheryl, um, but it starts first with investments. How do you invest in the four C's? And let's start with capabilities. How are you investing in your in your capabilities? Have you done a personal assessment? Do you know what your your where your passion lies? And what are you doing on a regular basis to make sure that your capabilities as a leader are continuing, you are growing those capabilities on a regular basis? Are you embracing diversity? Um, are you developing strong negotiation skills? Are you a good listener? These are the capabilities that are going to take you very far as a leader. Are you investing in your career? Are you taking professional development courses? What does your personal library look like? What are the kinds of things that you are doing on a regular basis to really invest in your own personal career? What organizations are you involved in? For me, it's the Public Relations Society of America, but for others, it may be another organization. But what are the kinds of things you're doing to invest in your career? What investments are you making in what I call your cabinet, your personal cabinet? 
you know, like the President of the United States, he has a cabinet, you know, who's your Secretary of Treasurer? Who is your Secretary of Vacations? Who is your Secretary of, of um, Homeland Security? Who are the people that are in your inner circle that are helping you stay focused and are helping you grow personally and professionally? And then finally, that final C is community. Investing in your community through volunteer work or pro bono work, these are the kinds of things that help you have work-life balance and help you become a true leader. I heard your keynote in Salt Lake City uh, about diversity and confirmation bias, and it was so motivational for me. I felt like I had real breakthrough learning from hearing that keynote of yours. And I wonder if you would sort of summarize that the points that you made in that speech here um, to end up this podcast. Well, certainly, you know, I, I often um, think about some of the traps that we face as leaders and as individuals. And I do talk often about confirmation bias. And confirmation bias, of course, is when we only read material, only attend events, only do uh, things that really speak to our own personal um, backgrounds and beliefs. And the danger of confirmation bias is that you really don't have a true sense of the world. You don't have the relationships, you don't have the resources or the understanding that you need to really uh, navigate through a global marketplace and to be um, able to take advantage of the opportunities that are available to you as a professional or to your company that you're working for or your client. Cheryl Proctor Rogers is a past president uh, of the Public Relations Society of America. She will be presenting at the PRSA International Conference on Tuesday, October 19th at 8 a.m. Her session is A Winning Approach to Advocacy Campaigns. Don't miss it. Cheryl, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Eric. You've been listening to a special edition of On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman the official podcast of the Public Relations Society of America International Conference, October 16th through 19th, 2010, in D.C. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, post a comment to the show blog at ontherecordpodcast.com. Connect with us on Facebook or Twitter at On The Record, or send an email to eric at ericschwartzman.com. This podcast has been a special production of On the Record Online and the Public Relations Society of America. Unlike normal productions of On the Record Online, this episode recording cannot be duplicated without explicit permission from PRSA.